1: And welcome to 5G Talent Talk. I am Carrie Charles, and I'm so excited to have you with me today. And I am even more excited to have the CEO and founder of M Communications with me today, Graham Ellison. Graham, thank you so much for joining me.
2: Oh, I appreciate you having me. Oh, most definitely.
1: So if you haven't noticed, Graham and I are both wearing MCOM shirts, and I was just lucky enough... To get a gift in the mail that I absolutely adore this shirt. And not only that, but I really adore the company, MCOM. We staff for you, Graham, and I've known you for a long, long time. I've talked to you endless conversations about MCOM. And, you know, I'm really excited today to tell the world about your company, your culture, what you do, because it is something very, very special. But first, I want to hear about your journey. And I what prompted you to create MCOM and how did you get to where you are today? Well,
2: I appreciate that. And so it, it's been a fun journey. in The last few years, you and I have come conversing as our companies have kind of moved forward. But we, you know, my background is I'm one of the old, i an old 1980s, 20-year-old, had to know what I was going to do. So I started a company in 1989 and it was an IT company. And so my background has always been, let's go do something. So in 2011, after 23 years in the IT space, I just said, okay, time for a change. uh," There didn't seem to be any mystery left. And for me, I was always taught, you know, where there's mystery, there's margin. So let's go do something different. So I had an opportunity to step away from that business. And my partner in this business, his background is real estate, mines, technology. So let's do something. It's great. Let's start another company. And I uh, always felt like that this wireless world. We were 3G moving to 4G at that time. I said, you know, I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know anybody in the industry. I don't know what we're going to do. But it seems like the industry's got a pretty good tail on it for opportunity. Let's uh, figure out how we can uh, make build a business out of it. So that's kind of how we started. It, it had no clue where it was going to go. It didn't really know how to get there. But we uh, spent the first couple of years muddling our way through and found an opportunity in 2013 and took it and have ridden it.
1: Well, you sure did choose the right industry at the right time. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us about MCOM. What do you do and who are your customers?
2: We're an integration company. We're an in-building wireless. We don't climb towers. We don't do those types of things. At one point in my career, we did a lot of tower work. So I used to climb a lot of towers and we did in a previous company. But in this company, I tell people, I always get asked, "You are you climbing poles still? No, no. We're building horizontal, not vertical anymore. That makes it fun. So we do in-building wireless. So we started out as a subcontractor to the primes in our market in the Southeast, and we're able to earn our way and work our way through really allowing those guys to shine and doing a good job for them, which opened up opportunities for us to step up and become a prime. So our customers now aren't the primes, our customers are the carriers because we are a prime. You know, we were given the opportunity in 2016 to take that role on. And, you know, at that point, I figured do we just we either stay in the shallow end or we get in the deep end, see if we swim. And so we've been blessed with lots of opportunity and talented people and a mindset of quality and caring for what we do. And so our customers are the carriers. Or our 3PO customer base is continuing to grow, as you've seen, in our needs and our work. And, you know, we've come from one guy and an idea to, I think I heard this morning. This morning we were at seventy. At lunch we were at seventy-five. So <laughs> wow. employees. So it's a rapid ascent uh, right now. So it's it's a lot of fun.
1: Congratulations! That's so exciting to hear. And I know we're going to hear a lot more about your vision today for growth. Let's talk about what makes you different, because I know that there's quite a few companies out there in building wireless, and there's a secret sauce that you have. So, what is that secret sauce?
2: You know, it's really a few things. So, having the opportunity to work in the space prior to coming to Prime and, and seeing how it worked, we always had the opportunity line of thought that said, you know, if we have an opportunity to get into the space and have a seat at the table, we're going to do things a little different. We bring a lot of central office, a lot of cable, we bring a lot of data center skill sets into this space, which are different. A lot of companies have brought tower skill sets into the in building, which is technically a lot of the same stuff, but Build-wise, is completely different. So if you've ever been into a data center or a central office, they're incredibly clean, incredibly clean. Everything is detailed to a T. And if anybody's ever worked for AT&T, they know that their standards are just stringent for that kind of stuff. So our secret sauce is that we build for the guy to come in behind us so that he can service it, so that he can take care of it. And caring about what we do and building processes that drive consistency across all of our builds, working for other folks, what we noticed was they had five different construction managers in the field, there are five different ways they built things. We've brought in some skill sets on the front end to develop installation packages that create a consistency across all of our builds. And the key to that is now just finding the right people to manage that and take pride in what they do and build it.
1: You know, Graham, you mentioned that you've done over 300 projects for one particular carrier and never missed an on-air deadline.
2: That's right. So it's not easy. You get those last minute crunches where it's like, holy mackerel, how are we going to do this? And it okay. it happens. It's commonplace in this business because there's so many things outside of our control. Oh. But our job is to reduce the noise for our customer mm-hmm. as best we can, identify problems that we see and bring solutions to those problems, not just drop them off at their doorstep. You know, they've got enough on their plates as is. So it's caring about what you do, caring about the legacy you leave. You're only as good as the last project you did.
1: You are so true. So right. So right. The other thing that I've heard you say before is that another secret is OCD.
2: Oh, let me tell you, if you go to our website, you'll see I3CQ. That's just an acronym for OCD. (laughs) So it is, it is exactly that, that quality, that OCD drives quality and you have to strive to be the best that you can be. And our team is wonderful about that. They're gracious, they're graceful, and they care about what they do.
1: Yes, I would say that you and the entire team at MCOM is obsessed with quality and attention to detail. So definitely what sets you apart for sure. Absolutely. What would you say are some trends in, in building wireless? What is the future of DAS? Is there going to be something that's going to come along and replace it? A new technology, a new model? What do you see as the future?
2: You know, interestingly enough, we had this conversation probably three years ago and c hit the market. Now it's all going to be c It's going to displace the DAS. They're going to take the radios and move them out to the edge. Well, that hasn't necessarily happened the way that was projected. And I don't think DAS is going anywhere. I think DAS is only going to expand. You know, now you've got you know, you've got all the existing bands, all the spectrum. Now they're, you know, they're bringing in CBRS, they're bringing in C-Band, they're bringing in all these other... Capabilities and technologies. I think M building is only going to continue to expand based on the spectrum growth that we need to see, quite honestly, to support the demand that these networks are seeing. So I think the future is bright. I think if you hear a noise behind me, I'm sorry. I've got a hundred and fifteen-year-old clock on my wall that self-winds. Once an hour. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, the
1: stories of our new world, our new Zoom video world, right?
2: <laughs> it's a 115-year-old Western Union clock. It's pretty cool, actually. Right.
1: That's awesome.
2: But I think CBRS is going to open a lot of opportunity in the space. I think C-band is going to open a lot of opportunity for the carriers to expand their footprints and their capability and their capacity. You know, C-RAN is a growing piece of business. We've launched a C-RAN division that's, that's focused on that to see, really understand where that market's at, how we participate in it, what's that look like. So we're excited about that. The technology is going to continue to evolve. You know, our business people, we have been inundated by folks that want in this space, but they want to get into it from an operator perspective and things like that. we've just come to terms that we are really good at what we do we're not a 3po we're not an operator we want to stay focused in the world that we're in and and all of these companies need somebody to execute their vision and that's what we're good at and so the technologies that are evolving stadiums are a great example we'll rip and rebuild a stadium and five years later guess what we're going to do it again so it's a recurring business just not in a traditional sense
1: No, I get it. Uh, Speaking of rip and rebuilds, how many of your projects would you say are rip and rebuilds versus new builds right now? I'd probably
2: say you've got rip and rebuilds, which probably represent about 40% of our workload. And then new builds or carrier ads are probably 60%.
1: Got it. Got it. And, And what types of projects do you seek out? What are you really good at?
2: We have really found a niche in high capacity builds, stadiums, arenas high rises, but we also do single carrier, single radio ads in stores, MVNO builds. So we don't seek these, you know, working for the carriers as unique as we own turf. So that's a nice capability and a nice opportunity because we're exposed to everything from the very small to the very large. We treat them all the same. And that's the key is treating the MVNO install just like you do the stadium install or the corporate office install. So it's, uh, we work across the board, not the least bit hesitant to take on the smallest one as much as the largest one. And the largest ones have given us a lot of opportunity to scale.
1: Consistency. That's what comes yeah. to my mind.
2: 100%. 100%. You, if you walk into a small project or a large project, you're going to know who did it after we've been there.
1: I remember we were sitting at lunch in, uh, what was that in Las Was it in Las Vegas? or it was in Vegas. Building, wireless conference. And I remember you showed me pictures of your work and the desk systems that you had built. And I don't know, it just to me, the only word I could think of was just perfect. And I thought, oh my gosh, it just looked like the people who were building it really cared and took pride in their work. Is that true?
2: That is 100% true. You can't do it without that. And so it's interesting. I had an executive come through one of our builds, one of the carriers, and he walked into this room and he He walked around and I heard him. He said, you know, if I didn't know any better, I would think I was in a central office. And you know what? There she goes. That's a home run for me. I will take that any day of the week because that's what we want. And his team, we're so proud. And you know what? That's what it's all about. That's what it's
1: all about. It is. So, Graham, obviously, there's some challenges in what you're doing. And what would you say are your biggest challenges with growing a wireless infrastructure company as a leader and a founder?
2: You know, our challenges have been a couple of things. It's taking on bigger projects, taking on more work and expanding our footprint. And how do you do that and not sacrifice what got you there? So that's the challenge. It's number one is finding the right people to build the organization around. You know, I'm just one person. And the key is consistently finding the right mindset, and the right personality to get what we do. And then I say it all the time. I always hire for the who, not the what. I can teach the what, but you can't necessarily teach the who. And so it's uh, that—that's our challenge—is with anybody.
1: You know, and that is a big challenge for many leaders right now. Is the work is out there, but the people are not to do the work. That's right. So that's the tough part. And what I love about what you do, Graham, is your leadership. You bring in people, like you said, that are the who, and mm-hmm. teach the what. So you're actually bringing in fresh talent and training them. But let me ask you this. What do you look for when hiring?
2: You know, that's a good question. Uh, We consider ourselves a family. So I'm looking for someone, number one, who's pretty, who has a foundationally just a humble person, has a lot of humility, and that can work in in an environment that is supportive of, of other people. Our job as leaders and employees, as from a technician in the field to my position, is to support the people around us. I preach that in this organization is, is you know what there's a path forward for everybody in this company. The way you do that is support the guy in front of you and the guy behind you. Now you, you've got to underpin the guy in front of you and you've got to knock down you know roadblocks for the guy behind you. So that's what we do. And the one word that I share with our organization is grace. you know grace is something we need to extend and if I've got a person that understands that, I can teach them what we do. We can teach them what we do.
1: That's one of my favorite words is grace. Mm, Mine too. Love it. Love it. So something also very special about MCOM is your culture, your company culture. And you've touched on it just a bit, but let's go into that just a little bit deeper. What is the MCOM culture? And the other piece of this question is, how do you maintain a consistent culture throughout the growth?
2: You know, our culture is very simple. It's family. We really, really care about our employees and we show that from the top down. Every organization has structure, they have systems, they have benefits, they have all these things. But you know what? Picking the phone up and calling a guy in the field and just asking about how his family's doing. And that's how we maintain it. That's number one. Our culture is of caring. And I think there's somewhere we've talked about how we structured the company. Having turfs creates markets for us. We're from Virginia to South Florida to Texas now. and. What we try to do is this business is, is a road warrior business. It's a vagabond's lifestyle, traditionally. So what we try to do is create structure and decentralization in the business. So that we've done that is to, and this drives the culture, is to keep people closer to home. If, if they're in a market and they're working, guess what? They're not five states away. They may be just a couple hours away. So just things that we can do to support our people and their families and to as best we can create balance. Because you got to have that. You know, that is so overlooked in this day and time. So I want a culture and I want a organization that people are excited to be here about. And I want them because I know talent is so hard and everybody's getting phone calls. Hey, you want to come? You want to talk? And I can tell you, our people get calls all the time. And I'm so grateful for the fact that we have built an organization and a culture that they are in, and it puts them in a position and say, you know what? I'm not interested. I'm happy where I'm at. You know, success can be defined in so many ways. It's not always money. And that to me is huge.
1: You know, Graham, you told me multiple times, you know, you pick up the phone and you just call your people, you know, the CEO of the company the whole time. Calls people and just says, Hey, how are you? How's your family? Yep. And on the other end, they're like, Oh my gosh, wow. Graham's calling me.
2: <laughs> you know, it's interesting about that because, I've worked for myself since I was twenty, and I've, titles have been one of the things that understand the value of a title, but I've just never been big on titles because I think they create they throw up walls It's funny because I have a lot of conversations about what if we just did away with titles? What would we do? How could that benefit the social connection in the company and you know I understand that that create the titles bring a sense of value, sense of success, sense of achievement, and so I can appreciate that but they also create stigmas. And that's the downside for me. So I don't care about a title. I'm the chief encouragement officer. That's what CEO oh, means.
1: I love that.
2: So you oh, know, my man. job is to just support and undergird this organization and provide some vision and guidance as to how we get to the next step. We've got an amazing team of executors in this business and from our president all the way down.
1: Yes, you do. I mean, your leadership team is incredible. The other thing I think you do well is you provide an amazing space for your contingent labor force, right? Your contractors. And that they feel very much part of the team and they're very committed to you. How do you pull that off? I know that's a tough one for most companies. Well, it's
2: pretty easy because we were a contract customer. We were subcontractors, how we started. So we always knew how we were treated and we weren't treated badly. We weren't given any type of direction, really, as far as what's coming, when's it coming, how's it going to pay, when can I expect it. Everybody needs to be able to plan. You know, these last-minute calls, hey, can you have 10 guys there tomorrow? That's tough, and that happens a lot. So, you know, I've had a big push internally to make sure that we treat our contractors with the utmost respect, and we give them enough, as best we can, give them enough forward-looking direction so they can plan. and. Have resources available, so they know where their next project is going to be. They know how they're going to move their people around. So important in this business, we can't do it without sub. We can't do it without contractors, and so they're an extension of us. And you know what? When they're on a project, they're us. It doesn't matter who writes their checks; they're us.
1: They're an MCOM shirt, just like that's right. They they
2: absolutely do absolutely with pride.
1: Right, right, exactly. That's you got that right. You know, training and development also is something that you do well. And I think that that's an area where in this industry, as we groom people and bring new people into the industry, that I think that we can do better. Tell me, what is your training and development like? Do you have a formal training program, mentorship? How does that work at MCOM?
2: It's interesting you say that. We are in the process of developing some internal training. That's a big topic of conversation internally. But here's the way we do it. A lot of this work is just experience-based. A lot of these builds, I mean, how many guys know how to actually sew cable? That's a skill that it's a lost art on. And we've got some construction managers that have been in the business, have been building sites 20 and 30 years. And not necessarily in building wireless sites, but central office, MEDSOS, data centers. They have a skill set that they bring to this. So what we've done is we've paired our next generation with these guys and put them under their tutelage. Their job is to mentor these young bucks And teach them all they can. And then we tell these young guys, and when we hire these young guys, we hire them, the guys that we feel like are going to get it. you got an opportunity sponge all you can off of these guys because they're moving toward the end of their careers. There's opportunity right here. So lots of conversation in this organization about our next generation of leaders and all the way up the chain. So And we're putting people with people. We're creating apprenticeships with people. We're looking at internships. We're doing lots of different things, working with the OEMs to train. And what we're doing is we're taking skill sets and we're not just having them bottled up in one location. What we're doing And one person or one or two people, we're taking that person with that skill set. It's taking integration capability on a BTS side. We're pushing that out to the edge. We're training our guys in the field to do that. So now I'm not having to fly people all over the country. The guys building the sites will have that capability to do it when they're building it. And it's going to give them more pride in what they do. It's going to give them the ability to see that they're expanding their knowledge. And it makes them more valuable up the chain. And we want them to do the same thing to the guy behind them. So that's our effort. That's our vision for it, at least.
1: Well, let's keep talking about vision because I'd like to know what is your vision for MCOM the next year, the next five years? What are you thinking? Uh,
2: You know, it's funny. It's such a crazy world. You know, our vision is, is to expand. You know, this year we're in Texas. We're now in Texas, which is a big thing for us. We're going to we you know our plan for next year is to expand into more parts of the country. So we've got some geographic expansion, which we're really excited about, just to continue to take what we're doing. We're creating kind of a, a vacuum of opportunity through each project we do, and we're excited about that. And we tell potential customers we just need one project. It was one project, and I promise you, you won't be dissatisfied. So, so our vision is to grow our geographic footprint. Our vision is to expand our capability and and skill sets to create some end to end services and continue to entrench into the carriers that we support and into the 3pos in general just continue to reduce the noise for our customer if we do that then we're good you know your repeat business is the best business ever Mm -hmm. and that's what we strive for so our vision is to grow to continue to build this family and i don't know where it's going to go i didn't know where it was going to go 10 years ago i'm grateful i'm thankful And God's blessed is beyond measure. So, you know, what I say, our vision is to continue to grow people and give people an opportunity, wherever it may be.
1: I love it. And we are definitely going to help you grow here at Broadstaff and get more good people. And I think that's your key, really, is taking on more projects and growing and then having those good people come to you and developing them. And, you know, you've got your heart in the right place, MCOM, and all the leadership, the entire team of MCOM has its heart in the right place. And I think you're right. You know, you just keep doing what you're doing. But most of all, Graham, you keep being who you're being. That's right? right. And, that's and right. That, if you stick to your values and you maintain that culture and you just continue that, then people are going to be attracted to you and you're going to get more business and you're going to get more abundance and you're going to continue to be blessed. Absolutely. So Absolutely. That's beautiful. Let's talk about the types of jobs that I know you're hiring right now. And I know you have open roles in different markets. And, you know, there's probably people right now, especially after hearing all of this, like, I want to work for MCOM right now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I know I do. I've already got the shirt on. So We're
2: already part of the team.
1: I know I already am, right? I'm definitely part of the team, 100%. What types of roles are you hiring for? What are you looking for? Any particular markets or also where can people go to learn more about
2: or
1: learn more about what you do, potential customers?
2: So we're launching Texas. Texas is a big, big market for us this year. And we're there. We've planted a flag and we're hiring in Texas. I think we're hiring in most of our markets. So they're Tennessee, Kentucky, the Gulf states the Mid-Atlantic, Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, I think, you know, we have, if they go to our website, which is www.mcomwireless.com, which is two M's on com, everything is posted there. They'll see if they're on LinkedIn and look me up, they'll find links to those job opportunities. And we're excited. Our website is a phenomenal place to go and learn about who we are, what we're doing. There's a page that has pictures of everybody doing some goofy things. So that's kind of fun. So it kind of gives you some insight into who we are as people. So yeah, so opportunities are bound across our whole footprint and it's going to continue to grow. We see a wonderful year lining up for us and we're grateful for that. And we're just looking for the right kind of folks.
1: Graham, I am so excited to see where you're going to be in the future. And I am just honored and blessed to be a part of it. And I want to thank you for being on the show today. This pleasure. And I just wish you the best. I Uh, I
2: appreciate that. Thank you so much. You deserve it. I love our conversations. We always have a good conversation because, you know, it's uh, the challenges that present themselves are always fun. I know, uh, I I love it
1: when we call each other, we talk and it's like, this is what's going on with me and you. And, you know, that's what it's all about though, Graham. It's about relationships and people and just taking the time and caring and having those moments where you're just, Bond and connect with people, and I think we're missing that now. Oh, we'll get back to it soon.
2: We right? need that, we need that back. You're 100% right. But Maybe. you know what? It's this is a small community, it really is. Yeah. But you know, it's good to know that we have friends out there that we can undergird as well and support as well as our people and our customers. I know. I Thank know. you for all you do for us.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Graham, for being on the show. Anytime. We'll
2: okay,
0: take, <laughs> take care. care. Thank you for listening to another informative episode of 5G Talent Talk, brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff Talent Solutions. As we advance into the future, we promise to bring you the resources you need to navigate this ever-changing landscape of 5G to help you attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. To access the show notes or leave a review, visit broadstaffglobal.com. Until next time.